This is Pod With Me. On this episode... Is that single people spend more time planning a two-week vacation than they do their love life. I say grow up. Get real about it because how would you feel if the tables were reversed? If the person you're with wants to jump your bones. I feel we learn from each relationship and it just makes us grow into the to and prepares us for the next relationship. Do you believe that's how it works? No. Let's get a sound check. Are you ready to pod? Let's go. Ready. Alright, so we have Bill. Bill, how do you pronounce your last name? Scalzitti. Bill Scalzitti, you are a very special guest of the pod because you are going to speak about something everyone in the world wants to have or goes after, and that is love. First of all, tell everybody what you do. Well, my company is Romance by Choice. I call myself the coach for romance. I work with single people to help them find the love they've always been looking for. But I am not a matchmaker. I call myself a dream weaver because I work with what's going on in their heads that have been keeping them from having and finding the relationship they've always desired. All right, all right. Um, So tell me, why do people keep running into the same type of people over and over again? Well, what I found out after doing many years of research is that single people spend more time planning a two-week vacation than they do their love life. Because no one has ever told single people that you have a choice. And there, you know, there's no license to date people. There's no license, you know, for love. People just meet and they find, based on the stuff that's been put in their heads ever since they've been a child, whether they heard it from their parents, from the movies, from friends, relatives, everybody's taught, well, you know, yeah, you meet people. Yeah, you're not, nothing ever runs smooth. You're always going to have people. You're going to fight. You're going to make up. Everything's going to be great. You know, blah, 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 blah. And we've been told that, you know, women are supposed to be, men have been told women are supposed to be a certain way. Men are supposed to be a certain way. And that's what people go out looking for. But no one has ever told them that you have a choice. What is it you choose? to have in a partner. And that's where romance by choice comes in. Yeah, it's true what you're saying because, for example, I was uh, brought up um, in a Cuban household and Cuban family and in a little city called Hialeah here in Miami that's full of Cubans. Um, And the culture is, you know, a very jealous, what are you looking at culture? Like, you know, when you were there, you know, they're very jealous for everything. And, and I, you know, with experience with relationships, um, I feel that that is poison. That is to be all over, like walking on eggshells. It makes your partner feel like you're walking on eggshells when you're that jealous. And I've had, you know, and, and people, why do people get so jealous? You know, I, I, I just put an example. It's my culture, but I feel like it's, practically everyone that's very insecure. You think it's, 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 it's insecurities? Absolutely. People are insecure in themselves. See, one of the most important things for anybody, all my clients, the very, very beginning, the first question they're asked is, who are you? How do you choose to live the rest of your life? 
And who do you choose to live it with? So people are not empowered to make these decisions. And people, you know, a lot of everybody has certain insecurities about something in their life. And they don't love and respect themselves enough. They give in to these insecurities. So when you're in a relationship with someone and that person looks the wrong way or looks at somebody, people get like, you know, well, what are you doing? Why are you looking at them? Hey, you know, people are entitled to look. It's how are you in that relationship? You know, if you trust each other, then there's nothing that's going to get in the way. And if people tell the truth, see, the four pillars of a successful relationship are truth, trust, communication, and romance. Without those four things, you do not have a relationship that is going to last. And what do you say to those people that are insecure? What do you, what do you, what, obviously they have to work on it, but right. what, do you, what do you say to them? Well, the thing is, what is it that makes you so insecure? What are you afraid of? Because if you love yourself, then see, if you don't love yourself, no one else can love you. So you have to love yourself first. And until you can learn how to love yourself, don't try to find a relationship. Work on you. Because all you're going to do is find relationships that blow up because you don't love you. So the person who's with you doesn't know who you are. So you are on a slippery slope. It's like walking on an ice pond, you know. That is correct. And how about people that when they find their relationship, the whole world revolves around that person and they don't have their own say that like everything that person wants, they give it to them. Well, that's, uh, that's a relationship built on dependency. Again, it's because people don't love and respect themselves enough. They're looking, you've impression, you see in the movies, oh, you complete me? Baloney. You don't need anyone to complete you. You need someone to love you. But you should already be complete as a human being so they know who you are. And it, there's no reason you can't be vulnerable in a relationship. If there is something that you have, then you should let your partner know. You know, a lot of times people hide things from their partners because they feel, oh, if I tell my partner, my partner's going to leave. Well, if your partner's going to leave, guess what? You're better off if they leave you. Why do you want to stay and 10 years from now they leave you? Exactly. exactly. Be open and honest. Yeah, and no no relationship um, is, is, you know, 100%. Uh, every every relationship we go into, I, I feel we learn from each relationship and it just makes us grow into the to and prepares us for the next relationship. Do you believe that's how it works? No. No? No, because all you're doing is getting older. Okay. Okay. When I work with someone, we go through a long, long list of personalities, qualities, traits, behaviors, and stuff that they will and will not accept in a person. Once you've completed this entire list and you know what's imperative to you to have in a relationship, you will not accept anything that's, on, that's not on your imperative list. And if that's the way the person is, you leave because you cannot change people. And 
you know what's important and you know what you absolutely never accept. And you have this. And then you have to learn how to date. See, what happens when two people meet, COVID made it a little different, but before COVID and hopefully after COVID, you go into a bar, a club, a restaurant, somebody introduces you to a friend and you look at that person and you smile and if they smile back and you like each other's looks and stuff, before you know much about the person, usually the couple winds up in bed. They have sex. If the sex is good, that's all that's important to them at the moment. And they keep going back for the sex. And then somewhere between 60 and 180 days, it's going to blow up because you're going to eventually learn who you're with. And then you find out, oh, my God, I'm with an axe murderer or something. (laughs) And you're done. So COVID has helped that in one respect because Mm -hmm. people couldn't get that close that fast. And Zoom dating has been a really cool thing for people to meet because when you meet on Zoom, I can see what you look like. I can see your personality. Okay. I tell if you're lying about your pictures or anything. It's the best way to judge that first meeting. And if a person says, well, I won't have a Zoom date, then you know they're lying. That is correct. You do that. And then you have to learn how to date because the only reason for date number one is to see if there's going to be a date number two and date number two to see if there's going to be a date number three and so on. You need to get to know the person. It's almost like a job interview. Okay, so I've had um, three long-term relationships. I've had three long-term relationships and um, each, each of them we felt the magic just like the movies. Although we each had, you know, the last one, you know, was very special. We lasted six years and we moved in together in two weeks. And that was, you know, I always criticize, oh, crazy people that move in in two weeks. But it happened. It just happened. It was like magic. It was the butterflies. It was it was a mutual feeling. It was like we felt we knew each other from the past. And I think for me, from my experience, I think having a list of characteristics is good and a good and it's a good idea. But I think that when you feel that magic with someone, all that goes out the window because you can't help that gravity or that 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 you're feeling for this person and that chemistry that just pops. So for me, my experience has been love at first sight and not everyone experiences that. But I have experienced that that, you know, now I'm older and I'm looking for that. But my, my friends say, oh, you're older already. That that won't happen again. And I disagree. I think that that when you look what I have felt is really what happens in the movie. I mean, I, I really have felt that attraction, mutual attraction, that we can't wait to get home from work. We can't wait to see each other. We can't wait to hang out no matter what our, our personalities are, because my my ex was total opposite. You know, it was total opposite. And and we we did constantly argue. Um, I feel I learned patience from from him and he learned um he learned uh how to be diplomatic i guess or other stuff but we did learn from each other a lot of stuff and and that's why when i told you that do you feel that we learn from each relationships what do we learn from that relationship that we just finished what was it what was the lesson and i feel in a spiritual sense that you do learn a lesson from each relationship that we meet and i, I do believe that it's not an accident we meet certain people in our lives 
um, that makes us grow. So, but your feelings are when you are, you, sometimes we do get blinded when we feel that real love or that connection that's really strong and maybe infatuation, whatever it is. But what I felt was like a love of first, we felt our souls like if we knew each other in the past. So that's why I, I question the whole list and being so mechanical about it. Because for me, it's about those, that, that feeling, that right. chemistry. Okay. Well, see, yes, the chemistry is there. But again, from the beginning, you said that there were issues. In addition, see, that's the thing that I'm talking I about. I think in every relationship, there's going to be oh. issues. Well, right? you see, compromising. Well, but uh, see, you stayed six years. Yeah. You invested six years in your life. Yep. And now you have to start over again. Now, you might have well, that enjoyed. Was, that was a while ago already, though. But. Right. But what I'm saying is, you might have enjoyed X percent of those six years, but you still came up empty. I would I, 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 Bill, I'm sorry. I, I don't feel that way. I feel I mean, empty as far as having a partner. Now you're starting the love machine all over again. Yeah. But I feel that, that, that had to happen because I, I recognize what I learned from it and mm -hmm. it prepares me for how to manage my next relationship. Okay. Now, what, what did you learn from that? Let's put it that way. I learned how to compromise. I learned how to not have my head in the in the sky. I was, you know, at the time I was 27 and I was hosting two shows and I was, you know, I was in the clouds and he's very grounded with more family person. So he grounded me more. Uh, he was not diplomatic. I, I taught him that. I ta taught him how to PR. I taught him. So we did a lot of nice stuff together that we both grew mm -hmm. together from it. So I, I believe that there was a reason for that relationship to happen yeah. and, and it took us to the next level. It had to end because sometimes I'm very spiritual. So I, I do believe that when if a, a relationship ends or has to end when, and the course has taken, you know, it, it's come to an end. I, I think that the for me, the universe, in my mind, the universe is, is saying it's time to move on. We have to learn something else on our own. And if we're on our own, we still need to learn. We're, it doesn't mean that uh, we have to be with someone 24-7. I mean, always have a relationship. It means, for me, it means that we have to have this time alone because we have to meet certain people that, that the universe is connecting us with or things we need to learn on our own before that person comes into our destiny. That's how I feel. Um, that's why when I, I was saying that I'm not very mechanical about, like, you know, it works for some people, but I think it's all mindset, right? Well, it's mindset. It has to do with your perception of yourself, how you project yourself. But the most important thing is that, yes, when two people meet, there can be that fire. And we've all experienced it in our lives. And then something happens and that fire goes out. And then we try to keep, we try to light it, we keep going, and then it finally just crumbles in a, in a disaster. So the idea is to try to avoid that crumbling and that fire going out. And that's why when I talk about knowing the things you will accept, and you don't have to, you know, it doesn't take months to figure this out. It's, you know, you have date couple of dates, you talk to each other, you, yeah, you may have to restrain yourself, 
But the, the idea is you're getting to know the person and you're getting to see, does this person respect your feelings of waiting? Because you've been burned before. You've gotten into relationships before that started out like a house on fire and then ended. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to waste time. So the more you get to know someone first, the better chances of it being a long-lasting relationship because you you develop trust. You develop, you, you, you're truthful with each other. People will be truthful. A lot of times people don't tell the truth when they first meet someone because they want them to like them. So if, if your partner is being honest with you and you're being honest with your partner, then it's like, okay, I'm seeing things. I know what I'm getting into, but I care. It doesn't, it's not a problem for me. I understand. And you're, when your hearts meet, it's even more enjoyable, more romantic, more lovable because you're doing it willingly. You're not doing it out of just pure passion, pure animalistic uh, attitude, then it's a relationship that has a foundation that can grow upon. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you were to find out someone, you meet someone, you're passionate, you get to know them and you find out, well, there's religious differences or there's ish health issues or there's family issues in the person's life or they're like, have no career guidance, no nothing. Ambition. You know, right, all that stuff. Then you say, well, you know what? This person isn't for me. And it's easy to walk away because your heart isn't involved. How about how about those people that that do meet, go on a couple of dates before they do anything, even a kiss, this and that. They spend all the time doing that, but then the kiss comes and there's no there's no chemistry. Right. That can happen. Maybe and, then, and then and then you think of it I wasted all that time trying to invest in <laughs> it's only it's only a, a short period of time because you know you've had a couple of dates and now you're you're feeling you want to see if there's anything there but it's worth doing because if it connects then you're on the road to happiness if it doesn't how about, connect, how about I'm sorry how about the mentality about you know, um, if I don't feel like wanting to have that, that, let's say a first date, and if you don't feel that attraction to kiss, that person doesn't even want to make out on the first date or whatever. What do you say to that? Because sometimes a lot of people, majority of the people that I know will get turned off by not even kissing in the first date. This is no, there's no lust here. And a lot of people look for that at first, right? That's what you're mm -hmm. looking for. But mm -hmm. has it ever really paid off? as opposed to respecting someone's desire to wait. They're not saying, hey, I'm not attracted to you. They're saying, wait, I've been burned before. I don't want to fall into that trap. I like you. I would like to have a second date. That's the most important thing. If they say, I don't want to have a second date, then okay, that was it. That happens a lot. They want to meet and get to know you more. You have a second date and a third date. And even though the desire is there to want to just grab this person and hug them and kiss them and squeeze them and all that stuff, mm -hmm. you're respecting their boundaries. And it's going to come a point when it's okay, enough already. But you can give them a few dates, a few weeks, <laughs> whatever that is, to see if you think it's worth it. And that may be a time, you, you, because if you won't respect them, why would they respect you? If you're pushing them, say, come on. What's, what's wrong with you? Come on, let me kiss me, kiss me. 
like that. That's like a rapist. <laughs> the thing is that you have to, you know, you have to respect the person's wishes, and they need to respect yours. And when people are a little too aggressive or too pushy, you may say, you know, this person's only out for sex. There's no long term here with this person. They won't even invest in two dates with me before they want to take me to bed. I've been through different mindsets, and my I have friends that are and that are all diff, that think like you're you're talking about, and I have friends that believe like oh there's no there's no uh, chemistry. They believe that there's no chemistry, no sex in the first date. That means that it's gonna there's not gonna be anything. That there has to be that. What do you say to those people? I say grow up, get real about it, because how would you feel if the tables were reversed? If the person you're with wants to jump your bones and you're not really ready or interested, how would you feel? Yeah. You know, so the thing is, you know, it's there that, you know, when you're young, I tell people, that's why I, also, I only work with people from the age of 26 on up, women, 26, men, 28, 29. Before that, I say, go out, have fun, sow your oats, do whatever. Just get it out of your system. Just don't get into a relationship. Have fun because you have to build your life. So you graduate college, you get a job, you want to, yeah, where are you going to live? What do you want? You start thinking about yourself first. Okay. Get yourself on a road to where if you are getting into a relationship or want to think about a marriage, that you have the ability to consummate it. You have a job, you're making money, you know, your, your head is on straight. So it might have a chance to last. Prior to that, have fun. And then when you start to get 25, 26 as a man, you can start thinking about, maybe now I'm ready to, to stop you know, going out, screwing everything I get my hands on and find the relationship. Because now you're maturing. And that's the thing. Men mature slower than women. So in those types of relationships... The woman 26, a man 29, that's a good spread. But, you know, it's it's very difficult to, um, to convince some people that the way it's been done doesn't always work. Because when you look and you see a divorce rate of 50% and a higher divorce rate for second and third marriages, you have to say to yourself, what's going on here? So the old way doesn't always work. Yes, there are people who stay together 50 years. Are they happy? Did they wish they could do it over again? We don't know. But the point is, it's all about you. So what do you want for you? And if you want a relationship that's going to grow, be wonderful, happy, loving, then you've got to put in the work to make it happen. And if you don't find a partner who agrees that they want a long-term, loving, happy relationship and are willing to work on it, get rid of next. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so people, but so many clients I work with tell me that, oh, yeah, you know, I met this person and we've been texting for a month. And I said, you've been what? For how long? I said, didn't you meet? Didn't you? No, we just texted. I said, how do you know that person isn't 12 years old or 90 years old or sitting in prison somewhere with nothing to do except, you know, text people all day long? 
Think about it. If you had nothing to do and you could go on these apps and just start texting people all day long, you could text Mary, Joe, Harry, Tom, whatever, blah, 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 all day long. Wow. That's why I tell people, somebody texts you, somebody messages you on one of these things. First thing you do is say, let's have a Zoom date. Let's talk on Zoom. Because now I get to see you. I get to hear you. I can tell if you're genuine. I can tell if you lied about your photograph. And if you tell me I won't do it, then it's goodbye. I don't want to know you because what are you hiding? Now, why did you why did you message me and now don't want to have a Zoom date? Now with Zoom, there's no excuse. <laughs> right, exactly. Because now you see the person, you see their emotions, you see how they answer, you see their smile. And now you know, say, wow, that person was really somebody really nice. I'd like to have another Zoom date. And then maybe we'll meet in the park or we'll go out to a restaurant, have dinner, depending upon where you live and what time of year it is and, you know, all that stuff. But it's, you know, it, you have to know what you're looking for and you have to not be an accident looking for a place to happen. And you attract what you're looking for, what, what you're thinking about, right? Absolutely. I've used the law of attraction in my work. I use feng shui. I use conscious language all the science of deliberate creation, all this stuff. Because what you put out in the universe is what you get back. When people say there are no good men out there, there are no good women out there, that's all they need. It's no good women, no good men. But if you put out in the universe, really what you're looking for, that's what I have my clients do. I use feng shui. So we feng shui their bedrooms so that we get the love corner and a romance corner all done up. And they have to believe it. They have to put it out in the universe every day. And people will come to you. Bill, with um, all these years of experience, what client stands out to you that was probably to you the most wildest, craziest story? No, I'm going to tell you the story of how I met my wife. Ah. Okay. okay. I mean, I had been researching this problem for years. I had been running classes. I did lectures at Parents Without Partners, Jewish community centers, a place in New York called The Learning Addicts. I wrote my book. Then I didn't like it. I made an audio book and I didn't like it. And then I made it with music and I had it. While I'm doing all this work, I was introduced to the woman that's now my wife. And we had our first phone call. And I hung up the phone and I said to myself, well, forget that number. I said, I don't know, she must have been doing email or something. It was like she was totally not present. I happened to walk into my office one morning and someone tells me, Gina with a J called you. So I called her back. And then she told me that she had, her dad had passed away and she went away on vacation, came back. And she said, is that invitation still open for dinner? And I said, sure. So we made a dinner date. I drove to her home, rang her doorbell, and this woman opens the door, who was not only dressed to party, but so beautiful. And you talk about that tension at the first, but she looked at me the same way. And her girlfriend was there watching her son and uh, we went out to dinner. 
and during dinner, I'm asking all these questions. And everything is like coming up roses. But I like to dance. So I said to her, I said, I love to dance. She said, oh, so do I. And I said, okay. I said, I know a club that has music tonight. Would you think you can go? She said, sure. So we go out dancing. And she could dance. So many women I would date could not dance. <laughs> she could dance. And I said, oh, my God. You know, I could pinch myself. Was I dreaming? I mean, when I walked away from her house that evening, I thought to myself, wow, now, after all these years, you have found someone worth getting rid of everybody in your life for that you've been dating and knowing and blah, blah, and concentrate on this one. So I started with all the stuff that I was writing about. Every day, I sent her a card. Twice a week, I brought her two dozen roses. We went away on vacations. We went out. She was taking her son away for a weekend. So I made her, at that time, a cassette tape of songs. When they came back, her son said to me, I know the words to all those songs because she never stopped playing. <laughs> okay, so I knew now that by making the albums that I was working on, mm -hmm this was going to work. And we just never lost the romance. I mean, she loved it as much as I did. And it was something that, you know, we just kept doing, no matter what issues came up in our lives. And we've been together 21 years. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. They've been together 21 of the most wonderful years I've had. We have a blended family. I have a son. She has a son. The boys were the same age. Another important ingredient. We could go away with the boys and they would just grab their skateboards and run away. They'd go to the beach. They do. So we were like by ourselves. When they were hungry or needed money, they came to us. So we, we had this great family relationship it was all the things that I was looking for. She was the right religion. She, everything was perfect. But that's worth, but I mean, I can't tell you how many women I dated. I used to date six, seven nights a week. Wow. And I dated a lot of executive women. And that was very interesting to learn about them. What, what did you learn about them? Well, number one, it's very difficult to get them to lower their testosterone because after a day of corporate life, their testosterone raises. So by the day when they leave work, they're not in touch with their feminine side as much as they should be. They need to be able to lower testosterone and raise their estrogen levels. A lot of them, that's what was so surprising when I met my wife. She was dressed to party. Most times I would take them out, I'd show up at their door and they'd be in a charcoal gray or navy blue business suit. <laughs> okay, because they couldn't get in touch with their feminine side. Enough. Interesting. And it takes a long time. So if a man isn't patient and, and allowing them to be able to make that adjustment, they're going to constantly be at each other. Yeah. Because we know if men have a great day, their testosterone is high. If they don't have a great day, their testosterone is low. Mm -hmm. 
So if a woman has higher testosterone than a man, guess what? We got an argument going oh, on. Yeah. We got a problem. Oh, yeah. Because he can't take being subservient to her. And so the mind of men and women and everything play a big role in whether relationships can succeed. So that's why I say I know that everything I profess in my program, I've lived, I've seen it work, I've made it work. And that's why people who do my program have success. And if people want to get in touch with you, where, where can they go? They can go to romancebychoice.com. All my contact information is there. I can set up an appointment with them. I'll give them an interview, a free romance readiness evaluation, which I designed, and see if they'd be a good candidate for the program. Not everybody is a good candidate for my program. What makes them, what makes them not a good candidate? They don't want to do the work. They want a quick fix. Okay. I've had people call me up screaming at me, just find me somebody. Ooh. I said, I don't do that. They said, I don't care. I'll give you whatever you want. Find me somebody. I said, no, I don't do that. I'm not a matchmaker. I said, and believe me, if you don't learn to calm down, nobody's going to want you. That's good. You're straight to the point. Yeah. So I fired clients who won't do that. They pay me and I give them their money wow. back because they don't want to do the work. They don't, they, they don't see the big picture. Right, it's work, but it's fun work. It's fun work. It's 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 exciting work. You're gonna get to what you want finally. All right, so Bill, I have some quick questions before we go, and you and you just answer some fun some fun questions. Best place go to ahead. go on a first date? Well, couple of places. First date, place that's more open, a place that is not so intimidating. That person can't feel comfortable. Got it. Um, best questions. To, best questions to ask on a first date. Tell me about yourself. Where'd you grow up? What you, you got brothers and sisters? Tell me a little about your life. This way you get to know someone. What not to say in a first date? <laughs> Are you looking for a permanent relationship? <laughs> <laughs> that would scare them away, right? right? Exactly. But people do. People say, look, I'm I'm looking for a permanent relationship. So if you're not, we're done. That's like the worst. I, I know some people that do ask that in the first date. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, have you ever seen, what do you think of the millionaire matchmaker? <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I think all matchmaking is ridiculous. What, what, why do you think it's so ridiculous, the matchmaking? Because how about friends that want to ma matchmake you with people? I have someone that, that to introduce you to. Uh, what do you think about that? That's a nice way to meet people. You, but if you're going to pay somebody, people ask me if I do matchmaking. I say no. I would need to have a stable of a thousand people. If you came to me and said, I want, I want you to match me up with someone, I could take a description of what you want. But I only happen to have two men. Look, I work with matchmaking services when I was doing my research. Most of them are full of baloney. Yeah. They, they have all women, no men. So they take money from women. And then they got to go scratch to find dates for people. I just recently spoke to a matchmaker who charges $12,000 for three dates and no guarantee. Oh, my gosh. Another one who charges... 
$9,000 for six dates and no guarantee. And I said, well, how do you find people to match up? Well, we go out and look for people. I said, huh? They said, yeah, I'll go. The woman was telling me, she, like, she says, I go to clubs and I meet people and I ask them about what they like. And if I can, you know, I tell them I fix them up with somebody. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. They could just get their friends to do that <laughs> and save the $12,000. Oh, my God. Okay, last question. Favorite romantic movie? That's a hard one. I don't even know if I could answer that one off the top of my head because there are so many. I have one, The Notebook. The Notebook, yes. That movie was magnificent. Yeah, that was a very, very good movie. It was amazing having you, Bill. I hope our listeners got some stuff, wrote some stuff down. And so thank you so much, Bill, for being on the pod. And uh, one more thing. Don't fall off, fall don't off, fall the, off pod. the pod. <laughs> Hey, potheads, if you have not done so, you can download our very own app. It's available at all app stores. And there's no excuse for missing out on the pod because the pod is available wherever you can listen to a podcast. And here we go. At a count of three, everyone, let's sign off. One, two, three, say it with me. Don't fall off the pod. <laughs> it's kind of corny, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Credit.